Welcome to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show, a podcast to help you navigate the senior care maze. Learn and laugh with us as we discuss creative solutions and ideas to common and uncommon dementia care challenges and how to make sense of the senior care industry and options, even if you're not a professional. Welcome, everybody, to the Dementia Caregiver Talk Show. This is Valerie, and I'm here with Joanne Westbrook and Tifa Snow. How's everybody doing? Oh, yeah, looking pretty good here. It's sunny out today. (laughs) I know you guys down there have sunny all the time, but up here in North Carolina, sometimes we do and sometimes we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, all right. Well, today's topic, we will be talking about what is positive approach to care and how is it different from traditional dementia care approaches? And I think that's going to be super interesting for everybody who's, who's, you know, might be new to TIPAS and TIPAS methods. And uh, I think it's going to give, give a lot of insight. So okay. you want to go for it, Tifa? I'll go for it. So um, one thing to, for everybody to sort of know, if you don't know, is my background is that I'm an occupational therapist. And the other thing to know is I've been working with people who've had a variety of brain changes, whether it's developmental disabilities or strokes or head injuries or dementia, for over 40 years now. And so I have a background professionally. But before that, my grandfather developed dementia and he moved into our house. And then my grandma on the other side got a dementia probably Alzheimer's, it looks like, as we look back on it. And then I've had other people in my family and friends develop dementias. And what I figured out is our healthcare system tends to look at dementia as something going wrong for somebody, and it is. But what they see is what people can't do. And we start trying to give care for the missing pieces, but we go in there thinking we have the answers and if they just let us help them. And my approach says you can't help somebody who doesn't, number one, know there's anything wrong, or number two, want what you have to offer because it makes them feel like something isn't right. And so the goal of positive approach techniques is to work first on your relationship and then get to the tasks. Don't start with an agenda because if you start off with an agenda and the other person has a different agenda, you're not going to get to a good place in too many cases. And that's particularly true if you're home alone with somebody and we've had a relationship in the past and our relationship was based on a relationship. But now I'm noticing you need help. But in 50% of cases, you don't notice that. So my efforts to help you fall on deaf ears. It feels like you're denying that something's going on. It feels like you're angry with me. And all I'm trying to do is help you understand or get that you're not safe or it's not okay. Or it's hard because I'm trying so hard. And yet all that does is make it worse. So I'll pause there because... I know Jo I know Joanne has had some recent experience trying to deal with this in her own life with somebody she cares about. And Joanne, you have a lot of background with positive approach. What do you think are some of the main differences when you think about that versus other training, other skills that you bring to the table? What's sort of different about this that's making a difference for you? Well, that's a really good question because one of the things that recently has been very helpful is the approach that you teach on communication. Mm -hmm. 
Mm -hmm. um, the approach literally as to how you are speaking to that person in the moment when perhaps they're beginning to get really agitated, for example. And another thing is to also put yourself in their place so you understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. But I have also learned how to connect with her in a way that was different before that uh -huh. made her feel more comfortable. And that's part of those physical skills that you teach that I think are so phenomenal and that really do work. And, and so see, that, that's so much a part of what I do and who I've been. Those to me are like, oh, well, yeah, of course. But if that's not your background, it's so easy to forget that positive physical approach is so critical in knowing somebody's dominance and where they like you to be and recognizing whether they're more of an introvert or extrovert and pay attention to that intimate versus that personal space boundary. And it's just all that stuff that I do sometimes without thinking that when we can work together and we can learn together, once you figure that out as a care partner and you do become a care partner, you learn to dance with your person rather than argue or fight with them or just take over, then things change dramatically. And so I think of everything that I do, probably what Joanne said is absolutely true. It's really realizing in a one-on-one -on -one relationship if the relationship is changing, we're adding an element of care provision. We really have to take a step back before we step forward and, and gain some knowledge, gain some skills, some awareness, so we can do a good job. That's absolutely true. And what a difference it's made because one of the things we know is that we want them to keep their independence to a degree so that they still feel needed and they still feel uh, that we respect them and that they're valued. And all of that is tied in to the teachings that you do, and it has changed people's lives all over the world. Valerie and I have had testimonies that will make you cry because they change their ability to work with their loved one, and that is such a big piece to what you do, and I just, I love that. Thanks. I agree. I'm sitting here nodding my head. I know nobody <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. We, we, we get the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, but so I'm so excited because I um, one of the areas that um, I love working with is families at home and being involved in that right now and also seeing it from the professional side is a very different journey. Yeah. Um, and learning who that other person that has to be there to be supportive is something that mm -hmm. most people never talk about or think about. So TIPA has so many elements and segments uh, that make a difference. And I kind of wanted her to talk a little bit about why that makes such a difference in somebody's life with that approach that she uses. Right. So one of the things that happens when somebody develops dementia is that often for the first several years of the condition, we're not sure what's going on there is dementia versus a change in relationship or emotion, or maybe it's maybe, maybe, and then we finally come to the conclusion it can't be anything else. But, but during that time, often the family member or the friend or the neighbor or whoever it is, um, is pretty much working blind. And it turns out for dementia care, somewhere between 70 to 78% of all care is provided by family members, friends, or somebody in the person's life who's not a professional. So here's the deal. If you don't have a background as a care provider, why wouldn't you need support and training? And why wouldn't we go, you know what? You're going to be a great emotional support, probably not the best physical hands-on supporter, 
But to do that, we have to really look carefully at the person who's taking up the care job and saying, you know what, let's look in the mirror and see what you're really good at. And let's see what you want to get good at and what's not a good match for you and you need support. Because we just keep thinking, well, they could, it's not that, it's like, and it's like, it's like nothing else. Let me just say, it is like nothing else. Because you can't depend on anything. You can't depend on anything for 10 minutes, for a day, for a week. So you've got to be on your toes, and that's exhausting. So yes, I truly believe the person who's going to be the partner needs just as much attention and focus and care as the person living with, but it doesn't mean I come in there with a stick and beat you, which is what medical providers sometimes do is make you feel incompetent and stupid. And well, of course you should have whatever. And here's what you need. It's not about that. It's about finding out in a relationship with them just as much as I would with a person living with dementia because they are, they're living with a person who's living with. So both of us need to be figuring this out, not just one of us. And that's such an important part too, because right now what I'm seeing is because of this person is so close to me mm-hmm. is that they have a relationship with me and I need someone else who also is going to be supportive yeah. and understanding of where she is so that, you know, because I'm beginning to feel like I'm the bad guy. So yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. want to get in that position. Yeah. So. so that's why we want a partnership. So one person can be the bad guy and the other one gets a break and the other one can be a supportive person and say, I hate this, but for right now, it sounds like we better try it at least. And that's a very different feeling when it's, we're going to try this at least. I know I hate it too. Then I've got to make you do this because somebody's got to hold the, I mean, it's like, we need that partnership. So it's really about creating a partnership all around. Exactly. Because you want to keep the relationship that you have. And so sometimes the one that's the closest to you is not the one who should really be directing uh, maybe where that person. Here's your two choices. You two talk and tell me which of these two you're picking. (laughs) And these two are things, I don't care which one you, I do care which one you pick, but you know, I want to give you some control, but not too much. So I know, you know, we can keep going, but I also know time's limited. So I hope that Valerie answers your question to Anna. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Thank you so much, Deepa. It's, I mean, it's so important because I think once people learn a little bit, a little bit about the approach, it allows them to take a step back and reevaluate and, you know, try things differently. And I think they can make all the difference in the world. And we actually have a couple of training videos that we really focused in a little bit on environments and creating activity programming. Because again, it's easy for those in the trenches out there in the world all by themselves to forget to look in the mirror and realize, you know what, your day is 24 hours too. And how are you getting what you need? And where do you need to be able to go? And what does the other person need while you go there? So we try to do some of that, but we're always open to more, just so you know. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tipa. And thank you, Joanne, for sharing. And, uh, you know, I think it's truly helpful for those. If you have not watched any of uh, Tipa's clips, you know, I encourage you to go to our website, www.tipasnow.com. And uh, she also has a YouTube channel. And you can see a couple, you know, if you're completely new, that might be good to get, you know, to, to uh, really get an idea of what about Tipa's methods and just see her in action, which is Quite the experience. <laughs> but don't do binge watching. I've heard about people doing binge watching. People will yeah. talk to me about their binge watching behavior. And it's like, oh, that's not what I meant you to do. Yeah. It's better <laughs> to take little snippets. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, 
thank you so much, ladies. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining in and listening today, and we hope to welcome you back. Thank Bye. you, guys. It was great talking to you. Bye. Bye.